How can we grow thriving, creative businesses without constantly hustling, sacrificing our mind, body, and creativity, or living a life where the fear of where the next client or customer will come from keeps us up at night or disconnected from our family, friends, and passions? This show is going to answer those questions. My name is Naftala Roberts, and I specialize in helping true creatives like yourself grow simple, strategic, and thriving creative businesses. Thank you so much for joining us today. Let's jump on in. Making the decision that this podcast is going to go well, but for those of you who've been around, you know that the neighbor is doing the construction. Now, this last week or so, they seem to have been on a pause. And as far as I am aware of, there should not be any banging sounds during the interview today. But I just heard a little bit of what sounded like a hammer. But I'm not sure if it's coming from the house next door or if there was just someone in the neighborhood hammering. So we're going to all say a little prayer. I am not going to let that possible distraction be derailing, which is perfect since I'm talking about how not to let distractions derail you because they happen to the best of us, whether they're happy distractions or frustrating distractions or uncontrollable distractions, they happen. And I'm saying out loud that I'm not going to get derailed, but I'm feeling a little anxiety. And so I just needed to share it with y'all. So after that tangent, welcome for those of you who are new. We've been having some fun new listeners lately. My name is Naftali Roberts, and I am the host here. I am a business coach for creatives, and I am passionate about creatives at heart, like you and me, making money, doing what they love, but doing it in a way that doesn't lead to burnout, isn't done through the hustle and the bustle, but is done strategically and on purpose so that they can have the life and business they've always wanted, which is the they is you. So I'm passionate about you, whether you're new here or you've been here since the beginning. I hurt your face. I was telling some friends over the weekend about some of the amazing transformation I'm seeing happening within my clients and just people in the community when they commit to not just living life creative in like this status quo way, but by really breaking down things like distractions and how they spend their time in their business and just how amazing it is to get DMs from y'all or get emails that just say, I've never known that I could feel this good doing what I love because I love doing what I love, but I've always hated 
the overwhelm that seems to come from reaching my income goals or the stress that comes from not reaching it. So I love y'all. I heart your face. I just needed to say that. So distractions, let's talk about it because whenever I post anywhere and I ask, what are some of the biggest struggles for people that view themselves as true born creatives, people who just can't help, but have amazing ideas each and every day, um, how to make new things, be differently in the world, organize things in new and effective and exciting ways or create designs without fail. At least five people respond. Something along that lines of their biggest frustration is that their mind is always going, that there are always new ideas to be explored. So today, I wanted to talk about the idea of distractions and just this idea that we are constantly trying to come up with a new and best way not to be distracted. And y'all, distraction happens. Whether you're creative or not, we all are faced with distraction each and every day. And distraction is not a bad thing in and of itself. In fact, the most successful creatives, actually just in general, the most successful people I know, the most thriving people I know, are people whose minds are always going. But they are people who have learned to take those beautiful creative ideas and thoughts and really mold them, use those distractions to build the life, the business, the world that they have always wanted. So that's what we're going to talk about today because we can't stop distractions from happening. That is a has to. I guarantee you when you stop trying to not ever be distracted again, you're going to have some extra energy because just that fight against the thing that is always going to happen is exhausting. And so the more and more as a community, as we can accept, oh, distractions are just part of life. Oh, competition is part of the human experience. Failure is something that we should strive for and accept when we can stop pushing against the things that are, and we start being better in how we stand with the things that exist, then we can thrive. So distractions, because they're part of life, and we're just going to understand them. So first thing for not being derailed by that is, that is distraction in our day-to-day life, in our minds, in our bodies, all over the place, is that we have to know for each of us individually the key reasons that you are derailed by distraction. What is the thing that drives your most 
frequent distraction. Is distraction for you serving as a avoidance feature? Is it that you are feeling pain or overstimulation, fear, overwhelm, burnout. And so therefore distraction holds a lot of what feels like power because what's actually going on there is that there is something there that you don't want to feel, experience, address, find a new solution to. And so it is easier for your brain and our brain is super powerful. You know, me and my kind of science-driven approach to mindfulness, our brain needs to have an automatic shutoff valve. Um, when I was 11 or 12, I'm not sure exactly the year, um, I realized how important automatic shutoff valves are in many things in life. I think it's important. Um, and there's a reason we have one called distraction in our brain. Now we have to learn to harness that, but automatic shutoff valves stop too much. And when they don't, aren't there, people can get hurt. So when my, when I was 11 or 12, my mom had just started running one of the many businesses she ran throughout my lifetime. She's an amazing entrepreneur and is creative like so many of you. And so she's always had different businesses and she's taken them and grown them and then sold them or moved on to something else that aligned better or worked better in our life. And so at this point, we had just, I say we, because I was homeschooled. And so we were literally doing business all together we had just opened a ready to bake dinner business in our town. And at that point it was like a new idea. Um, at that point it wasn't like grocery stores had like ready to make fresh meals that you could take home. You could buy frozen meals at the time. I know I'm old. If you're in your twenties, you're like, it hasn't everyone always had that. They haven't. It was new. And I lived in a, smallish town in central California. So it was a big deal. Okay. And we just opened this and it was going well. And what happened is that the stove where we were cooking and we were prepping things for a day, because what would happen is people would put in orders and then we would fulfill them later in the day. So as we sat on a prep and I was sitting down in my area where I did school, where my mom works, I heard this big explosion like it was massive and I walked around the corner to see I was very confused what I saw and I think that this is a lot of times what happens with distraction we're really confused we know something just big just happened we're not sure what it is but we have to piece it together and so we have these moments where we're like what's going on and with what had just happened is that my mom had opened the stove and unbeknownst to us, the automatic shutoff valve had stopped working. And so it was a gas stove and gas had filled the oven. And so when my mom went to check the oven, the gas that had built up 
in that oven then went up to the gas burner and it flash flamed and it flash flamed all over her face and it burnt her hair and thank god that she had opened it at the moment that she did because when we don't have distractions i.e automatic shut off what happens is that the it is important to be able to shut off our brains Thus, why distractions are not always bad. We just have to know how to harness them and not be derailed by them. Because like in the situation with my mom, with the stove, had that pressure, had that gas, which is good, it's powerful. Like all the things that swirl around in our brain, all the things like pain and simulation and even the things that drive our fears, those are not inevitably bad things gas and this analogy was not a bad thing but when there isn't a shut off when there isn't a powerful way to distract to divert that pressure bad things can happen and what happened was that my mom got um thank goodness that she opened it at the time that she did had it built for another the firefighters say it probably somewhere around 15, 20 minutes, all of us could have um, been very badly hurt or um, killed because gas, when it builds, can flash really fast. Um, But luckily in this situation, my mom was hurt. She did have second and first degree burns all over her chest and her face. And it was a very big, very scary event in our family. It made us pause our business at that time, which was a big deal. Um, we were able to build it back and thank God many, many years old later, because I am almost 40, things are great and amazing. And you can't tell that she has burns, but the point of this is that our brains have that too. And sometimes distractions is that it is an automatic shut off bow for our brains. And so I don't want you, as you think about yourself as someone that is distractible, everyone's distractible. Let's just harness it together. Okay. So, so for some of us, distraction is that avoidance. Now avoidance is not inevitably always a bad thing. And so I don't want you, if you're like, Oh yeah, distraction for me is a way that I avoid. Great. Let's acknowledge that no shame, no guilt, let it go. Breathe it out right now. It's not serving you. Just notice that that is, is sometimes distraction is really, yes, it is a distraction and we want to be aware and acknowledge what is happening, but it is, it is inspiration. It is us being hit over the head with growth potential. It's seeing new processes and assessing in the moment. Distraction is not always bad. The other thing that distraction can be, and this is the thing that I get super fiery about. I'm going to try to hold my fire just a little bit so it doesn't burn anyone, but distractions and the fact that we as creatives and visionaries are easily distracted. We can harness it and not be derailed by it, but we are. That is how our mind works. We see color in places people don't see color and we see potential in places that others see stuckness. That is the power of being creative. Don't take away your power, folks, but it's power Power has to be harnessed and stop using this belief that life creative is full of distraction 
And that means that as a creative, I have to just accept that I am chaotic and I can't get anything done. That is an excuse, my friends. And it is not actually what distraction and the power of it at its core is. So if that's where you're at today, then I want to encourage you to think about your ability to be distracted differently. I would like you to acknowledge that we all are distractible. Everything is distractible. Everyone is distractible. Distraction at its core is not good or bad. It is how we use that and how we harness that. So that is what we are going to look at quickly today because I am aware that we have talked all about the function of distraction for 16 minutes. And I know you all have things to do. And this is a space that we're going to make some quick, actionable steps here. So how, how my friends, when we have acknowledged that distraction serves a purpose, that we need to stop labeling it as harmful at all times, we need to stop using it as an excuse for not getting our consistent action moving or happening, that's not distraction's fault. That's you choosing not to harness the power of distraction and using it as an excuse. And that's your choice. And I can't change the choice you make, but I can call you out on it in love. I wish many years ago, someone had called me out on it. I had many, many years of life that I could not accept the fact that I saw potential in the world and I saw many possibilities and I had a lot of shame and I hid that kind of innate ability inside of me because I called it something negative. And that, my friends, is not what I want for you. I want you to see that at your core, yes, call it distractible. You're distractible. Great. But instead, you're someone that really, truly sees potential. You see new options. And really, you just need to have a process in place that harnesses that and makes sure that you're using distraction in a way that serves you as is opposed to being derailed by said distraction. So how do we really ditch the derailing potential of distraction and find a way to harness it? One, it is to plan for healthy distraction. When we feel the movement in us, when we feel that, oh, look over here. Oh, notice this. Oh, wow, I see this and I want to take action in that. When we have those moments in us, acknowledge that they're happening. Stop trying to hide from them. They're there. So if you pretend they're not happening and still go down the path, it's like pretending that you're eating a salad, but you're really eating chocolate cake. Just say you're eating the chocolate cake and then make a plan for how you're going to eat salad later. So first, if we're going to not be derailed by distraction anymore, but instead own its shaping potential. We have to acknowledge when it's happening. So I want you to really sit and think about like, okay, how do you feel when you're getting distracted? What are the things that distract you? What 
are the signs within your body or within your mind or within your action step that either calls out, huh, this is a healthy distraction. And so I need to give this distraction time to breathe and do what it needs to do. Or what else is happening here? Why am I not just having an automatic shutoff out here for maybe something that I need that I can then get back on track? Why am I getting derailed? What am I not noticing right now? If we can build a pattern of acknowledging that we are in a distracted space, dealing with, like having a heart-to-heart, it doesn't have to be a long heart-to-heart, but having a heart-to-heart with yourself or maybe if you share an office space with someone or you're co-working with someone, say, wow, I'm feeling really distracted right now and process it out. I do this in a journal or I audio message myself a lot. I'm verbal. I have a podcast that makes sense, right? So I'll like pull out my audio memo on my phone and I'll say, I'm feeling really distracted right now. What is this distraction about for me today? Um, I don't ignore it. I don't get driven by it until I name what it is. Sometimes it's good to give over control to a driver and sometimes distraction is going to drive inspiration and clarity. So we have to give that driver space to drive. We want that in our life. We want to accept that. That's a healthy thing. That's a neurologically supported benefit of distraction. But if distraction is a way that we are avoiding feeling our feelings, if it's a way that we are not sitting with the fact that something's not moving and we're scared to look at it because maybe if we look at it, we have to face our fear of failure, then it's time to just break that pattern. Being derailed by distraction happens when we don't own the who of what the who of the who of the who is driving us. There's probably a better way to say that, but what I'm trying to say is we have to know, is my driver today inspiration that I can make space for now, or maybe I need to finish this thing I'm doing, but then I can create a 20 minute walk later today where I really like take this idea and I chew on it and I get excited about it and I harness the benefit of the distraction or is the distraction telling me, oh, yep, there's something, there's something else going on. Notice it. Notice, notice why your stove is filling up with gas. Is it doing it because that's how things are cooked and that's the natural process and that's healthy? Or is it doing it because there's an, there's a shut off, there's an escape, there's a diversion of gas or thoughts or feelings that is happening, but it's happening in a way that's not helpful and healthy. And if I keep letting it happen, then this distraction is going to derail me or derail you. Distraction, my friend, is part of life. It truly isn't about not feeling the pull of distraction, but instead having an understanding of what is driving your distractions. Remember, my friends, that understanding that you are distractible doesn't 
mean you are helpless. Understanding that you are distractible gives you power to harness what is a quintessential part of life. So let's put back against our cultural understanding that creatives have to fall victim to their level of distraction and instead change our own personal narrative and the narrative of life creative to say, yes, I am distractible, but so are you. And I am not derailed by distraction, but instead use it powerfully in my life and in my business. If this is a place that you find yourself questioning or struggling or unsure as to how to really harness distraction for your benefit, I'm going to invite you to come on over to the community. In the community, in the On Purpose Creatives community, we are going to be talking about distraction this week. We're going to be talking about how to really harness and how to not be derailed. So I want to invite you, come join us because in there, you're not going to get made fun of for being distractive. You're not going to be told that being distractible means you are a failure or will always be stuck in a cycle of being a starving artist or whatever it is that you've heard that really sits with you and makes you feel shame and guilt for having the ability to get distracted. Thank you so much for joining us here today. I love your distractible, creative minds. Own it, thrive, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I really appreciate you for being a part of the movement that this show is built upon, which is liberating creatives and artists from their feast or famine cycle so that they become creatives who consistently make money doing what they love without the hustle, bustle, and burnout that has sadly become common for too many building creative businesses. You are amazing for going against the status quo and choosing to be a creative who is defined by thriving instead of how many things you have to do on your to-do list today. If you haven't joined the movement yet, simply review the podcast on Apple Podcasts and share your review on Instagram stories. By sharing and reviewing, you are helping way more creatives learn it is possible to make consistent money doing what you love without having to constantly hustle and struggle. Together, we can change the landscape of being a creative and build the world we want for generations of creatives to come. You are such a huge part of what we are doing here, and I'm so grateful for you. I will talk to you soon. 